0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International.
1: I had actually, in my heart, had judged other believers, because when you're brought up in an environment that says, God hates divorce, divorce is a sin, I judged people unfairly without knowing all the facts. So as soon as this happened to me, I was consumed with other Christians.
0: Former news anchor on BET's lead story, Cheryl Martin, describes her internal struggle with pride.
2: We welcome you to life today. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I are thrilled to have Cheryl Martin with us. I'm looking at the cover of the book, and and I want you to just really consider this. Betty, one of the things that I've said to people over and over is a passage that Paul makes pretty clear. Everything there is important. But we're not to be comparing ourselves with one another or measuring ourselves by one another. and, And here's what happens. Become void of understanding, lacking wisdom. Once we begin to measure ourselves by one another, and I think this happens even in the way people dress, mm-hmm. the way they try to look or carry themselves or their mannerisms, you can actually see people many times coming from various church groups, and you can say, There's some Pentecostals. <laughs> there's some Charismatic. That's Church of Christ over there. Yeah, there's Baptists. That's Baptists. And, and really, it's no joke. We have a tendency too often, and you can know this is not really truly Godlike in the truest fashion. When we become shaped in the image of one another rather than the image of Christ, the more like kind we're going to become and the less Christ-like we're going to be. We begin to look like one another. But the God of creative genius loves diversity. And if he has no two snowflakes the same, no two fingerprints the same, then how much he must love diversity. And we've got to be careful that we don't just become like one another. I I think God has given Cheryl a tremendous insight here. Matter of fact, I'm going to have her cover some three C's, like the letter C, but this is really seeing, if you see what she shares. And Cheryl, we're just really glad to have you here with us. I'm glad to be here. We welcome you to life today. Thank you. Thanks so much. Now, you hosted a program on BET Network for a long time. Yes. And you've got a radio program now, weekly, what's it called? Excellent Living. Excellent
1: Living is doing life God's way because it's the best way.
2: It is absolutely the best way. And does it air the same day
1: nationwide? It typically runs on the weekend, either a Saturday or Sunday.
2: Well, we're Half glad that program. you get to do that. Do you interview people, or you just teach? What do you? Know I
1: teach it? and interview, so okay. I get a chance to do two things that I love.
2: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you do. I want you to. I really want you to cover some ground here because you had an experience in your life as a Christian that you. I think you really thought you might as well just throw in the towel. You just kind of finished because you had a tragic event that we understand it is, in fact, tragic. How the church often responds to it is also perhaps even more tragic and leads people into the tragic consequences of something that happened as devastating as an automobile accident, and yet people don't seem to know how to handle it. Tell us about it.
1: Well, I had accepted Christ as a child, and more than anything else, always wanted to live a life pleasing to God, and the dream of almost every young girl is to be married. And so I was determined to wait for God's best for me, or what I thought to be God's best. And so I got married, and was married for only three years, and my husband decided to walk away from the relationship. And no amount of praying and seeking God and believing God and fasting and praying changed that. That was probably, I've had a number of devastating experiences in my life that had to be the most devastating. Why? Because I accepted Christ as a child and my attitude at that time was this happens to other people. This don't happen to people who know God Hmm. like I got like I know God you know this happens to all these other people and through this experience as painful as it was God was always there with me and that's why I would not trade an intimate relationship with God for anything else in the world because he promises to go with us and I realized that my situation may have caught me by surprise but it did not catch God by surprise. And it was through that experience that God revealed to me one of the blockers that will block our distinction. And it is a big view of ourselves, pride. Spiritual pride. I did not realize until I went through that experience, until God told me, forget about him, because we love to blame someone Hmm. and he said, there are some things that I want to pull out of you that I can't really use you the way that I want to use you because there is some spiritual pride there. Hmm. My father used to say some people are proud and don't know it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I didn't realize because James, I had actually in my heart had judged other believers
2: who had a divorce?
1: Yes. Because when you're brought up in an environment that says God hates divorce, divorce is a sin, I judged people unfairly without knowing all the facts. Mm-hmm. So as soon as this happened to me, I was consumed with other Christians. And Satan would bombard my mind and say, you had a testimony in Houston. I grew up in Houston. You went to school in the Chicago area. All these people have known about your walk with the Lord. And now look at what has happened. I was more traumatized about that. But I also began to say, there is something wrong if I'm more concerned about what believers are going to say about my situation than people who don't know God. But I came face to face with the fact that I had judged people without knowing all the facts because it never occurred to me that if someone decides they no longer want to be in a relationship, there's nothing you can do about it. Just like you may want to marry someone, but if they don't want to marry you, (laughs) you're not getting married.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, it's a tragedy. I actually do see, and I kind of reference it even in the open, That when a person has a divorce, it's like a catastrophic collision. And there are many things that might have caused it. Could have been negligence on both parties' part, but it could just be something that makes no sense. But nevertheless, if there's a crisis.
1: Well, God did a wonderful thing because even before it happened, I began to pray a prayer that I'd never prayed, and it was this. And I didn't understand why I was praying this prayer. Lord, let me build my house upon a rock. So when the storms of life come, I will still be standing. I would pray that repeatedly. God, all the years that I've known you, I've never prayed this prayer like this. And so I can say that in the midst of that greatest storm, I also sense the presence of the Lord in a way that I never experienced before. And I can say that my faith did not fail. That's why it is so important for us to have that anchor Mm -hmm. in Christ. And I would say that all of us can fill in the blank. It may may not be divorce, it can be a wayward child. It can be a terminal illness. It can be rejection, a loss of a job. But the important thing is to know whatever we're going through will not block the distinction and the plan that God had for our lives.
2: You use the three C's. I talked about the letter C's in an outline. and I know you got in the subheading here, trading comparison and competition for freedom and fulfillment. And boy, it's for freedom Christ made us free. It's That's big to Christ. It should be big to all of us and it should be precious to all of us. Personal freedom, our national freedom, freedom should be a big issue. It was to God, it was when he led his people out of bondage. He's tried to lead all of us out of bondage. Christ, the one that does it. But you use these C's, you mind going over those because you cover them so effectively in the book?
1: I consider blockers those three C's of comparison, competition, and coveting. And those three C's can lead to three D's. Depression, discouragement, and discontentment, and they can be deadly. Yes. And I see this as a big issue, especially in our society today, and it's actually fueled even more so with social media. You know why? Because we can look vicariously at someone else's life that looks perfect. Mm -hmm. We can check out their Facebook posts, their Twitter posts their Instagram pictures. And people put only the wonderful things that are happening in their lives.
2: And knowing some people, and you know their Facebook, it's all totally deceptive. And it's actually, it's like the great cover-up. And it's sad Mm -hmm. that you're trying to present something, an image that is simply not so. I wish those words could be convicting. I wish that for some of you who are trying to cover up the lack of spiritual reality and death, and all rightness, that you're trying to hide that by making it appear to be something that it is simply not.
3: Well, a lot of times I think too, well, you talked about pride a while ago. I think a lot of times because I did this because I felt insecure. Mm-hmm. I felt insignificant, you know, and so I I wanted to be the good little church girl. I wanted to do everything right that I thought every church member was supposed to do, you know, be there be present all the time and, and just try to walk the straight and narrow road, but inside, there were some things I knew that I was hiding that I thought if people saw those characteristics, they wouldn't like me, you know, and so, therefore, I let pride come in, and when pride comes in, you also get an unteachable spirit. That's right, mm-hmm. that's right. You try and to live it can up be to devastating, mm-hmm. you know.
2: You try to live up to the expectations yep. of other people, and you're gonna, of all people yourself, be disappointed, mm-hmm. and ultimately disappoint others. Tell us, Tell us how you expand on those three C's.
1: Well, what I talk about is when you look at comparison, and I think a great example of this in the Bible is the story of Cain and Abel. And if you don't deal up front with the comparison that God did not accept his gift, not because he had a problem with what he brought. It was not his best. And God even said to him, if you do your best, Will I not accept you? So we have to be very careful about comparing, competing, and coveting because it can come out in our words. And I've seen this especially with women. If we are catty or critical or demeaning of another woman, even within the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks is the real issue. I'm jealous of you. I compare myself with you, and I come up short. And one of the things that I say is, someone else's greatness can take nothing from your distinction.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When we understand that each one of us have a distinction, and I think a perfect example of this and I have read this passage over and over John's disciple came to him, and I think he wanted to get something started. And he said you know the one that you baptized well everybody's leaving you and going to him and I love John's response he said God appoints every man's work he must be greater I must become less I am the usher he is the bridegroom so the, the wonderful thing is when we understand what God has called us to do, I can applaud if God has given you a more effective ministry, mm-hmm. a sure. larger church, mm-hmm. if you are smarter, Absolutely. prettier, sure. younger. When I understand my role, John knew who he was and knew who he wasn't. And when we spend time focusing on God, what have you called me to do? And if I stay in that lane, not trying to take your exit because it won't get me to my destination or aim at the bull's eye on your board, John was very clear about what God had called him to do. And he said, I'm not even worthy to be called his servant, to unlatch his sandals. Mm-hmm. He was secure. Mm-hmm. And when we acknowledge that we, there's a little twinge, whenever I've had a little twinge of competition, I immediately take it to the Lord. Mm-hmm. We can tell when another woman comes in the room and all of a sudden we feel a little insecure, as you mm-hmm. talked about. I take it to God. But I also pray. I pray for those who do what I do and they do it better than I do. No, oh, I do. I praise God for them. And I praise God for them. Mm-hmm. Because again, what God has called them to do takes nothing from the distinction He's given me.
2: So you're trying to pass this message on, and do you find when people receive it, they do find freedom and fulfillment?
1: Oh yes, I've gotten great response already because I believe there are a lot of women, especially. Dealing with these issues of what is my distinction, and they keep rewinding the tape of how they have allowed someone else to define them. They look at a sister or brother who's smarter, who's prettier. How do I deal with that? And one example that comes to me a lot almost every time I go in the store and I'm in the fruit in the produce section, I look at the different fruit. And what I have found is I don't find that raspberries compare themselves with watermelons. And they're not sitting there thinking, if only I were bigger, I would be better. If I saw a raspberry as big as a watermelon, I wouldn't eat it. (laughs) There's something wrong with it. Each fruit is content Mm -hmm. to be what it is. And what makes fruit good is when it is succulent, when when it is ripe. And so a banana is yellow, apples come in different colors, strawberries, but they're not comparing themselves. Mm -hmm. A watermelon is just big. That's all, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean it's better. So why are people competing in the body of Christ, bragging about how large their church is? My heart goes out so many times to pastors of smaller congregations. My father who pastored a small church said, he said, you know what? I can handle just a few members he never aimed he knew what he could handle what he can do so it doesn't make one greater Absolutely, that's great because he has a mega church
2: yeah because even the little church might be in God's eyes the real mega church (laughs) and uh, and I think this is just so important you you really cover the basis here Uh, distinctly you understanding the uniqueness of your design God didn't make a mistake He knew exactly what he was doing, and I really recommend that you get the book. You can go online and get it, and Cheryl, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We have Beth Moore's book here that is, she actually published this with us here at Life Today and Life Outreach, Blessed Mornings and Restful Nights. We're singing this to any of you who will do something very special. matter of fact, I think your heart's going to leap to do it. Crippled children, many of them have club feet, twisted feet and they cannot walk. Many of them spend their life crippled when a very simple correction would change their whole world. So we're actually doing this. This is again, you, the viewer, seeing through the eyes of God, see a need and say, let's meet it. You're going to see we do that. And we're giving this book uh, to those of you who simply become an answer to the prayer. We're going to show you that is very important. But if you'd also like to have this book, we'd send it to say thanks because we want to be a blessing to you. Cheryl, you're going to enjoy looking in. Uh, Sheila Walsh is with us. You know, she's been a pretty good television host over the years, a Billy Graham soloist and one of the leaders of the Women of Faith movement. And she's with us now full time. That's wonderful. And Sheila has just made her first trip to the mission fields with the Life Mission Team. And we're going to see Sheila and we're going to see what I just referenced, how we can be the miracle someone desperately needs. Watch.
4: This is Dariel. Um, he's a six-year-old boy who didn't get help when he's a baby, but it's, it's not too late for him. At the moment, life's a little difficult for Dariel. He can't play baseball with the other boys. He can't play soccer. When I asked him what he gets to do, um, it's kind of reduced to playing little games on somebody's phone. Perhaps that's because nobody laughs at him then, and nobody points out. What's, what's different about his feet. We have seen, we've seen what the future looks like for a boy like Dariel. It will be very hard for him to get a job, hard for him to to get married, to make a life, because so many people think there must be something really wrong with you if there's something like this wrong with your feet. And it reminded me of the story, remember the story of You know, Jesus is in someone's house and he's teaching, and four guys have a friend who needs Jesus' help, but he can't get there by himself. Do you remember what they did? They put him on a pallet, and they literally went up on the roof and cut a hole in the roof and lowered their friend to the feet of Jesus. And that's what we want to do, not just for Dariel, but for thousands of children around the world. We want to pick them up and we want to lay them at the feet of Jesus. And the amazing thing is that not only are we gonna bring healing to his legs, we wanna bring the hope of Jesus Christ to his heart. We want this boy to know God loves you so much, he's not gonna leave you like this. Would you help us?
2: How do you feel when you see that honey?
3: To me, that's really big (laughs) and it's exciting. Because we have the opportunity to make such a big difference in these children's lives to know that they would be able to walk someday normally and to play and to have fun and to grow up strong and healthy. It just it would make such a difference for them. And I'm I'm just right there with this. I want to help. I hope you your hearts were touched and you want to help too. Help a child be able to walk.
2: You know, we put braces on our first child, our daughter, feet, because they were towed in where she would trip. And uh, they were big, heavy braces. This is just a tiny little brace, and this one is in the extreme corrective position when they have turned from end to the final stage of correcting a child. When you, when you get a child, and they're very young as a, as a little infant, very easy to reshape the bones and the feet and get them going right. And uh, we can give two of the braces necessary for the children for uh, $34, four of them for 68 and uh, six of them for uh, just over $100, $102. And I'm just really wondering if, if, if every one of you watching wouldn't say, I want to do that. And then let me tell you what we're going to do too. We're going to do 400 surgeries. And we're going to do these in uh, along with the braces for the children, whatever size they need, whatever age they are to correct things. And what we're doing is that this is a new outreach. Betty, we need an outpouring of love. And I'm always so comfortable when I can say that if you could provide two children a future to walk normally for $34, would that be a good investment? Would you possibly be able to help four or, or six of them? Just ask the Lord. And we have some gifts to send you to help you grow in your spiritual life. But you're actually going to put someone on their feet. And like Sheila Walsh so beautifully said, because we do it with an overflow of the love of God, we point them to the source of that love and the way to that love. The way to the Father is through Jesus. No one comes to the Father, he said, but by me. And you know when people, Jesus said, if you see me, you've seen the Father. When they see his body, believers, Christians behaving in harmony with the heart of the Father, they see the Father, his heart, his love. So when you're giving children an opportunity to walk straight, you're them an opportunity to come to know how to really walk straight on the straight and narrow and the foundation that withstands the storms that are sure to come. I know you want to do that. So here's what I'm asking you to do. Go online, life today. Dial that number, whichever way you want to go. Take your bank card and use it like a check. And you just use that check, that plastic check, to be someone's miracle. Put them on their feet. Correct that deformity. Love never fails. Please make that special gift right now. Thank you so much for doing it. Children born with birth defects in
0: underdeveloped nations are often overlooked, uncared for, and even abandoned. And for tens of thousands every year born with a condition known as clubfoot, their deformity leads to a struggle to just survive. The good news is there is a simple and life-changing solution. This summer, with your support, Life Outreach will provide 10,000 children with corrective braces that will give them a chance to walk like any normal child. With a cost of $17 per brace, your gift of $34 will help provide two children with corrective braces. $68 will provide for four children. And $102 will help give six children braces and the opportunity to walk. And for children with a much more severe need, gifts of $400, $800, or even $1,200 will help provide life-changing corrective surgery for one, two, or three children in need. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you Beth Moore's devotional, Blessed Mornings and Restful Nights. With your gift of $102 or more to provide six children with corrective braces, you'll also receive the Journal Edition NIV Bible. Finally, with your gift of $1,200 or more, you may receive Majesty, our commemorative bronze sculpture. This summer, join with us to give children hope for a future. Let's give them a chance to walk. This is The Last Week. Please call, write, or make your gift online today.
2: You know, I think you're excited. I hope if you get on the phone, you get a busy. So many other people want to help. But you be determined, you get through, okay? We're gonna be sending you Beth Moore's book, if you'd like to have Cheryl's book, distinctly you. I think it'll be a real blessing. I I wanna say one other thing to you, these surgeries, They're so important. They're an average of $400. 800, two surgeries, 1200, three. I believe there's some of you that do that. This is serious. This is more than the braces. This is expensive, but let me tell you, if you did it here, off the charts, these doctors are mission call doctors. They give their time, but we have to cover the basic costs. So could you help us provide a surgery or maybe several of them? We have a beautiful bronze majesty to send you just praise God for his majesty and his majestic creative power and you're actually being a part of that creative genius to correct something that needs correction thank you for doing it Cheryl thank you for sharing with us and just to bless you and your radio outreach and all that you do when you go around speaking a website if people want to know how to get a hold of you
1: CherylMartin.org
2: that's pretty simple, that's <laughs>
1: Cherylmartin.org simple. thank all
2: of you for watching and I just I get so excited when we show you something God notices and you care. You are a tremendous blessing. Thank you so much. And so as soon as I crossed that finish line, I wheeled myself over, I fell to the ground and I was foaming at the mouth.
0: Dr. Don Colbert shares his personal health crisis. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.